0: Welcome back to another episode of the Awakening Her podcast. I am so excited as always to be here today, but we've got some really big stuff going on today. I've got a few firsts to share with you. So today's episode, I'm sitting down with my husband, which is super fun. That's right. Mr. Talia is here. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Phil Dixon, my husband, he is here to share his wisdom with you today. We are talking all about, well, let's be honest, he is talking all about about the power of the now I love just listening to him as he goes into his zone and talks about the power of of the present moment. And he also shares a lot about his story, what led him, what rock bottom led him to find this principle and to find the power of the now and really how it's changed his life. So he makes this really understandable, really inspiring. I just, as I said, I love hearing him talk about it. He's so passionate about it. And I've also seen firsthand the complete change and peace that has been available to him because of this practice and that's why I really wanted him on the show is he really was sent to some dark places like we all were right and all have been and finding this practice has completely changed everything in his life and so I knew I needed to bring it to the show I can't wait for you to hear all about it so on top of this being a first because I have never recorded a podcast episode with my husband so on top of that first there's also another first going on where this is the first male Um, guest that I've ever had on the show. So that is really exciting. I love it. Expanding, growing, amazing. So this is an Awakening Him episode, and I'm excited to bring more of these in the future. So without further ado, let's welcome Phil Dixon to talk all about the power of the present moment. Hey, see? Amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hey, Phil. Welcome to the show.
1: <laughs> Hi, Talia.
0: I'm excited that you're here. <laughs> and
1: hello, everybody listening.
0: I am so excited to mm-hmm. have you on the show. It's long overdue. We've been talking about this for a bit. Mm-hmm. And To everyone listening, this is my beautiful husband, Phil. Hello. And we have a baby. And so, well, we have three children, but we have a baby. So getting to a place where we can both sit and record undistracted with COVID has taken a few months because there's no one to come in and (laughs) chill with the kids. So we've carved out this special time and the kids are in bed and... No, here we is, are. This
1: is what we do on a Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Is it Friday? It is Friday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drinking tea, recording a podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So welcome. I am really excited that you're here mm-hmm. and I'm really excited for what we're going to get into today. I know that you have so many powerful things to share in general, but under this topic that we're talking about tonight, this is going to be really special for the people listening. I know that. So you guys are really going to enjoy this. So why don't we start by just having you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and um, just give us a little little insider on who Phil Dixon is. Okay.
1: Well, my name is Phil. I'm married to you. <laughs> I'm a musician. I uh, recently have fallen in love with kickboxing and some weight training and stuff like that. That's a bit of a new passion of mine because um, as a result of uh, the times right now, there's no concerts or much music happening. So um, a lot more of my free time nowadays is is leaning into my own physical well-being, which is great. It feels really good. Um, family, So um, I'd like to sort of lean into this a little bit just to um, get us to where we're going here, but I've been playing music for uh, basically my whole life. I remember hearing stories from my parents about how I was a four or five six-year-old kid in the back in the car seat in the booster seat um, just picking which harmony I wanted to sing. Everything just kind of makes sense to me. So I was pretty quickly picking up the piano, picking up the guitar, and singing and all that stuff. And I remember when I was a kid, I had a a plywood cutout of a guitar. And I remember strapping it to, uh, you know, putting this sort of shoelace around it as the strap and putting it on and staring in the mirror um, as a four, five, six, seven, all the way through. I would just get lost in the music and really, um, I'd say, I think I was about 11 or 12. My uncle gave me my first real acoustic guitar and then started my music journey um, into uh, all through high school. I played in the, um, the high school band and formed a few bands of, uh, of my own with friends and stuff like that. And then as soon as I graduated from high school, um, I started uh, more professionally. So started a band, joined a couple of bands, toured around a little bit, did some traveling, and was super excited when I started getting paychecks for traveling to play music that in itself was like a feeling like no other, because this was sort of the first time that I was starting to feel like what that was. And I was probably, I think I was about 19 when that started to happen. So I was pretty fresh out of high school, 19, 20, 21, playing in all the, uh, bars and stuff downtown but I started to very much get caught up in trying to make something of myself and create a profession out of my music and I think that's a fine line to walk and I think a lot of people can accomplish it but it's also a slippery slope because when I started to um, add all of the the pressures from society and they they may be self-inflicted pressures but there's the amount of to turn it into a profession you need to start to think way outside the box of just the music and that's great um i started to embrace it as a profession and i very slowly and i couldn't quite see it at the time but i slowly started to uh lose sight of why I started, I think why I started in the first place, because more and more of my time throughout the years was spent uh, thinking about everything else that would have to do with the music instead of just the music itself. After a while, I feel like it started to steal some of the joy of the music because I was trapped in in this, I started to feel trapped in this cycle of uh, not reaching the goal I was going for. The music we were creating sounds good, feels good. Almost accidentally, I would say, I started to get overwhelmed and um, what happened then was I feel like maybe there was a little bit of overcompensation happening and stuff. And then some pretty uh, intense moments sort of unfolded. It's 2016, I think, and I had this huge event planned. It was in Vancouver. It was at the, the Chan Center for Performing Arts at UBC. It was a big venue, really fancy, um, started to get you know some radio promo and this and that. And I feel like the pressures of everything else really started to overshadow the joy of just simply the music. And so, I came to a bit of a crashing point. I think it was was a few weeks before the event, and I canceled everything, and um, I kind of turned away from social media and everything, and that moment in my life was really what started my journey into the now. As a result of that, I put my phone away. I put Facebook away. I put Instagram away. I couldn't handle it anymore. And I just kind of like decided to live under a rock for a couple of months and just embrace my family, which is you and the kids and where we lived and just our, our community and our loved ones that were close. And um, did a few seminars and really started digging deep into my own soul and my own purpose. And You know, if music is not it, because this clearly isn't working out, then what's my purpose? And I started to go through all these questions of why, 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 how, why is this happening to me? What's going on? Why is it not working and stuff? Um, And I started coming to this place. I started slowly picking up my guitar again and slowly started playing music again. But I made a, a promise to myself in that moment through that act of living under the rock for a couple of months, I really, really started to feel the benefits of not being so distracted all the time. Distracted away from sort of right here, right now. And I want people to know that what goes hand in hand with right now is also right here. Um, and maybe we'll get to that a little bit later, but what's right in front of you in the moment is absolutely the most important thing. So I started to find it in small ways in my surroundings with my kids, with the flowers that were blossoming in spring and all that stuff. And uh, when I slowly started to pick up my guitar again, I noticed this really interesting thing happening. Um, I I made a promise to myself that I'm going to play music as long as it's joyful and while the music is being played it is joyful because that's a moment in my uh, existence we'll call it so in the moments that the music is is happening there's nothing else on my mind and so I promised myself I made a promise that if music was starting to feel stale or upsetting in any way I would decide to put it down and then go find something else in that moment that was inspiring or beautiful, or whether it be just getting on the floor with the kids, having a dance party in the kitchen with you or something like that. It would bring me back to this really joyful place. And then what started to happen was then I would find myself just naturally being joyful because it became a practice of right here, right now. And then as I made that my focus, if I'm just focusing on one thing, and in that moment it's the music, then that's all that matters, that's all there is. It's making me super happy. This loop I've got going is super groovy and I'm just like soloing on top of it. Or even, uh, you know, if I go play for an audience and the moment, I mean, anybody who's been to a concert knows that the, when the music is happening and the, the artist's heart is in it and everyone in the crowd, all their heart is in it, no one's thinking about anything else. You can feel like this elevation in the room. There's like a magic that starts spooling up. And you only start to lose that when you kind of get in the way with your thoughts of how or why or what's gonna happen next or what happened then or this and that. That's when it really starts to actually pull you out of it. So I find that I've I've gotten better over time, uh, a lot better and Uh, at a lot better at focusing on the present moment and making sure that the present moment is joyful Um, and then that started to leak into the rest the other parts of my life that became a practice to the point where it started to become a little bit of a habit and I would just instead of focusing on something negative even if there was something negative happening in the moment I would be able to pivot and uh, sort of strengthen the muscle of finding the joy, even in an unfortunate situation, uh, which then actually leads to just simply a lot more joy in your life.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, I'd like to go back to when you were a kid, knowing what you know now about the now. Mm hmm. What was different about the way you <laughs> dreamed of being and the goals and aspirations in your little mind compared to as you became an adult and had goals and aspirations? Totally. I'm
1: actually glad you asked that question because that was actually something I wanted to mention. When I was a kid and I was even without the real guitar, with the with the plywood cutout of a guitar, I painted it and everything to look like a guitar and I had it strapped over my shoulder with a shoelace, like I mentioned. But the difference, the difference then was that I was a kid. It was my imagination. I, it, I wasn't even trying, I wasn't even doing it consciously to try and get anywhere. When you're a kid, you're just playing. You're so in the moment. That's one of the things that kids really bring to our awareness is the fact that they're so in the now. So when I was a kid and I would watch myself in the mirror or I would, you know, I would play all sorts of tracks. I would play, I was a big fan of Michael Jackson and, you know, my parents were always into music, the Beatles and Beach Boys and stuff. And I would just stand and I would stand in front of the mirror or I would just rock around my room with my eyes closed and I was so in the moment. There was no, there was no, uh, I'm doing this for that later or or anything like there was none of that there was no attachment there was not even any profession because I'm a five six year old kid it's like I was just in my room playing and you know the imagination of a kid everything when you're a kid and you're playing anything it's real so I was really doing it it's just that's it there was no there was nothing telling me that I wasn't Until I opened my eyes and it was dinner time and stuff. But, and so that what changed over time was it's like, like I mentioned near the beginning that turning your passion into your business, it's the most powerful thing you can do, but also potentially the most, the slipperiest slope Mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so while the music was actually being played, I was able to go to that place where nothing else existed. But then the moment the instruments would be put down, it was a business. So I had emails to reply to. I had things to, I had venues to try to reach out to. I had this, I had like social media. And then there's also the pressures of the outside world. Well, that person's doing that. And so I should try to be like that, or I should try to look like this, or I should try, maybe that's a good, and so it just becomes this And you're like now, even just even talking about it right now, I'm getting so far away from how joyful the music made me feel. So that was the biggest difference, I think. And so coming back to that, when I started to when I put it all down for a couple months to give myself a bit of a sort of a reset. One of the main things that I did was really focus on the kids. The kids need a dad and I am here and I want to be. I, I want them to grow up with a good dad. So I'm just going to like lean real hard into being a father. And then as you watch the kids and you spend more time with the kids, you realize like, man, they're, when they're playing, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is they're, it, It's like being an adult now watching a kid like I was playing music or anything, even if you're not actually playing music, you've got a plywood cutout you're, it's still so real. And now being an adult and looking up on them doing that, it's like, wow, what it, so then you see it. You're like, OK, so like it's because they don't have all this other stuff attached to it. So what if I can bring that to now? The the sort of awareness or maybe you could say unawareness <laughs> of all the other stuff and just bring simple joy back to the beats to the melodies, to the harmonies, to just the music. Just enjoy this note one after the other, this beat one after the other. Just just be so in it and make that the practice. It's like a meditation. It's like you simplify your mind, get rid of all the other stuff, and while the music's happening, that's all there is. And so now to bring that awareness to now, and so whether I'm playing by myself or for... A living room full of people for my living room concert tour or or venues like bars and clubs full of people and again this actually leads me to a good point here there was there was definitely times where I would I would uh, be playing let's just say for the sake of easy numbers playing for 100 people 99 people are enjoying themselves and there's one person who's not and again one of the things that you get trapped up in is i would focus on that one person who's not and i would almost like my va- my vibration would lower a little bit and my i would become self-conscious how am i singing the right notes am i playing the, am i not i'm not making an impact on that per- blah 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 and my mind would just start wandering while i'm playing the music and now i'm out of it I'm, the, I'm out of the joy of the music and i'm thinking about that one person but now my performance level is going down The performance itself isn't as magical. And so the 99 people that are there actually start to enjoy it a little bit less because I'm not in it. But my goodness, this place that I started tapping into, and I practiced it first by myself, and I would just, just, as the melodies, like I said, with the loop pedal or any, if I'm playing with the band or anything, when I would just close my eyes and just like meditate and be present, and bring myself to the present moment and just enjoy every ounce of the music and just squeeze out of it everything that I possibly could that was good feeling, then I could convince a room full of 99 people that aren't enjoying themselves. If I'm truly just simply in my heart, using the gift that I've been given to just like, bleh, <laughs> quite literally, don't think about it, just let it come out, just let it mm-hmm. burst out of your heart and out of your soul, and and that's it. And then when the guitar gets put down and it's the end of the show or it's the end of the practice, I put music down. I I decided that I wouldn't go into the professional side of it. Again, I would just go Whatever it was, making dinner or playing with the kids or driving them to school or like going to the grocery store. It's just whatever it was. I just tried to now bring that simple joy, uh, uh, the awareness of it, into every aspect of my life. That's truly, I think that's only really been, uh, uh, I would say, a successful or impactful practice within myself. In the last few years, I've really been finding a really good stride with with that. Does that answer your question?
0: As you're speaking, I think that, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that part of what took you out of the joy, it was the pressure to make it big. So when you were a kid, you weren't concerned with the house. At all, yeah, you were just in the moment, you didn't. It, it, you weren't concerned with how it was going to happen because it wasn't even a thing, as Mm -hmm. you said, it was just joy. Mm -hmm. But as you grow older, you learn, okay, if I'm going to take this the distance, I got to do X, Y, Z. And I think that people in your own life, because you know, whether you're a musician or you just want to live a healthy, happy, abundant life, immediately we think. In order to do that, I have to do X, Y, Z. So I, I need to do X, Y, Z in order to be successful. Right. And right. this is how people get famous. And then you stopped focusing as much on the music and more on that you have to become something.
1: Well, there's the trap right there. Yeah. That's putting my joy in the future. Yeah. I can't really be truly happy unless that happens Which, over over there. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And if you make that your practice, that's not to say that the business side of things can't be inspired or, you know, it is necessary. Um, But if you uh, you can even unconsciously do this. But if if just speaking from my own uh, experience, I would spend much more time than not thinking when I get there Mm -hmm. when I get there it's it was always there so no matter how many times you say that or no matter how many times you accomplish that there you've now practiced looking forward thinking that it's still going to be there so you could even accomplish like my first goal may be I want to make a thousand dollars in one gig That may be a goal that I'm setting. By this time next year, I want to make $1,000. That would make me happy. That's not to say that it doesn't make me happy. But the moment I get there and make $1,000 in a gig, I'm already, because my mind is so used to it, I'm already looking ahead going like, well, now I should make two. Instead of just being like, oh my goodness, there's a check for $1,000 in my pocket right now for 45 minutes of music. This is incredible. This moment right now is so magical. And that's it. You don't, like it does like anything that you start to look forward to in the future or anything like that in that present moment it actually starts to take you out of it and then again now you're not in the now <laughs> yeah you're not right here you're now looking forward thinking that that next thing is always good like it's always the next <laughs> thing you could you could you could be a hundred years old on your deathbed going like i wonder when that thing's gonna come because it whatever, you could have accomplished a hundred things, but they never make you happy because you're constantly looking forward at the next thing instead of just sitting with what you just accomplished and just enjoying, like I said about the music, like just squeeze that moment. Be so, I think um, Eckhart Tolle says, walking on the razor's edge of right now. And it takes focus. It takes practice. But my goodness, when you can sit, with ultimate presence in the simple, simple now. The, the universe talks to you. That's where, that's where the universe is. <laughs> Your listeners are going to love this piece that I really wanted to say because the universe is not... It's, it, it's a timeless place. That's something that's hard to grasp within our... Time constraints, <laughs> but we know the universe is a timeless, spaceless place, right? And so, the future of accomplishing this is only coming. In, it's just my ideas. It's like what my what my body as Phil has like made up to think that I should be becoming in the future or in the past. Something upset me, or any, even if I'm thinking about something joyful in the past, you're still in the past. But the the universe is like in the present moment because there's no time in the present moment. Everybody's done this. Everybody has been staring out their window on a sunny day with a, with a cup of coffee and you zone out on a squirrel. And even if that just lasts five seconds before your kid comes and taps you on the shoulder or you, you realize you have to get up because you have to go to work or it, like if you have, if you have zoned out on one thing that's happening in that moment, you're just watching the squirrel climb up the tree and sit there and stuff his cheeks, you know, or something, whatever it is, you've accidentally <laughs> brought yourself so present to that moment and in that fraction of a second or in that moment, I don't even want to label it like a seconds or minutes, but you know what I mean. In that moment, nothing else is going on. Everybody's done it, I, I quote, by accident. A lot of people have done it on purpose, but that to me is the practice. That's ultimately what meditation is too, I think. That's why they say in meditation, there's lots of different meditations for different reasons, guided meditations. But general as a general thing, I think the what meditation is practicing is simplifying here, now, here and now. That's why almost every single meditation you listen to, it starts with follow your breath. Follow your breath because your breath is happening right now. And it's one thing you can focus on. Another thing that I wanted to mention, the idea of multitasking and how multitasking is apparently a good thing. And I think there is, uh, there is gold in being able to accomplish a lot in a small amount of time. But I watched a TED Talk not too long ago, and this person that was speaking said something that really stuck with me. And she said, nobody is ever multitasking, ever. It's a term that means like, wow, in the next hour, I'm getting all these things done and I'm multitasking and I'm driving the kids here and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. But if you were to break it down to the moment by moment by moment by moment thing, even your thoughts, you're only ever doing or thinking one thing at a time. Ever. You can't do more than that. Like you can't, if someone, if, if 10 people were to line up in front of you and at the same time tell you 10 different math questions, well, you can't somehow answer them all in one. Like you can't, you you can't multitask that type of stuff. You're only ever doing one thing at a time. So if you've got a to-do list with a whole bunch of stuff on it, or even a goal in mind, like I'd like to reach a thousand dollars per gig. That's cool. Now I've got that in my mind. That's great. That's in the future. There's no problem in setting goals for yourself, but now you have to come back to like, okay, what's the first thing I can do on my to-do list and enjoy it and like revel in it and be like the first thing I have to do to accomplish this to-do list by the end of the day is put my shoes on. I'm going to put my shoes on. I'm going to I'm going to appreciate the fact that I have shoes to put on my feet. This is great. Feel what the laces feel like on your like become so present. And when you practice this and you lean into it and you get better at it, just like anything you practice, you get better at it. I feel like that's when the universe starts to talk to you. And we know that the universe talks to you in emotions. And one of the best ways to amplify emotions is through our human senses. And so that's why I have felt it's almost like an adrenaline. I'm sure maybe you've you've felt this too. But if I get if I get really focused on the now, and then every moment that passes I'm thinking about something right now. I'm thinking about what's happening right now, right here in front of me right now the it it's almost as if the sounds that are happening around me start to sound like a symphony like the sounds sound sweeter the colors mm-hmm. start to become like brighter like the blues become bluer and the reds become redder <laughs> and and touch Becomes more sensitive, which is why this, is, this sounds crazy, but like doing up your shoes and the feeling of the shoelace on your fingertips can all of a sudden feel like it's something, like it's a miracle. Everything become you just, you, it's almost like you just get this whole new appreciation for exactly what's in front of you. You're not fighting the present moment, wishing that something else was happening, or, or in denial of where you're at. You're just so present. You're so present in the moment that like nothing else even needs to happen. And to go back to the music, when I close my eyes and I just play music and just like the moment another thought tries to come in, I just like let it pass through and leave. I don't try to hang on to it or I don't try to add them to all the other thoughts. It's almost like the feeling of like you're going down the, the hill of a roller coaster, except I'm not moving. I'm just playing. it's like there's something, there's like an, an element of adrenaline where everything, all your senses get heightened. And I, the only thing I can think of is that it's like, this is more of like what the universe feels like. This is like gold, like everything is shiny and shimmery and love and warm and light and much more beautiful. It's like a miracle. Albert Einstein said, there's two ways to look at this world as if everything is a miracle or if it's, as if nothing is a miracle. And if you spend more of your time just looking around the room you're in or wherever you are, if you're outside or in your car or anything, and you start to find gratitude and joy for the simple things that you're touching and smelling and seeing and hearing. And I mean, you could be you could be a Zen master in in traffic and like appreciate the fact that you have a moment to sit and slow. Like if you can find those qualities in every moment, even even the uncomfortable ones, there's, there's, there's power in the present moment of every occasion. It may not always be happy, but I think there's power and progress. The more you focus in on the, the, the razor's edge of right now. Yeah. And then you have to bring that awareness back. I I quote back, you have to bring it back the next moment. The next moment might be completely different. Whatever it is that's in front of you, appreciate it, focus on it, and you'll realize that, like, you're only doing one thing at a time. So if you can truly, moment by moment, lean into whatever that one thing is and just appreciate it and do it with power and grace and, like, just be the awesome person that's doing that, you're going down the grocery aisle looking for groceries and you you could bring the most powerful, positive being to the grocery aisle. If you're super present, but if you spend all your time thinking about things that aren't in front of you and things that aren't happening right now, then you're taken out of the present moment. And that's when I feel like when you're out of it, you don't have the chance to really get on that roller coaster of sensations and emotions. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I've definitely experienced more and more all the time these days that overwhelming gratitude in the present moment and something that I've noticed is it started when I would have a really good day or I'd manifest something specific or I got you know I had a big income day or I felt really good in my body or something else external and I'd just be so grateful for it and then I'd be able to transfer that into the present moment and be so grateful and then everything kind of opened up and then I started finding as time went on Now it doesn't need that external thing to make me feel good. That can also be a good anchor to the present moment. But now I can find it when nothing externally is exceptionally good or rewarding. It's not like I just won a bunch of money and now I feel grateful. It's like it can come out of nowhere. So I really, first of all, I just want to say I definitely can identify and there was even a moment today where um i was looking outside i had a pretty crazy experience today and afterwards it was very releasing and very healing and afterwards i was looking outside our bedroom window and we're lucky enough to be seeing the tops of forest trees and the way that they were swaying in the wind Mm. was like a wave it looked like water it almost looked like seaweed floating in water like Mm. the way that it was floating and i just kind of zoned out Uh, And it just was so beautiful the way that, and I kind of had this internal whole thing going on, like all the trees are like, moving with this invisible force which was Mm -hmm. the wind Mm -hmm. they're not communicating about it meaning like they're not like okay larry you know on the count of three we're all (laughs) gonna sway left it's like they just bend with the flow and because they're all bending with the flow they're all just able to sway from side to side as the wind comes and you know we live on the west coast on an island we have crazy storms and we see even in the stormiest storms those trees are still bending to the wind. They're just going with it. They're not resisting it, right? They're just, Mm -hmm. they have no choice but to be in the moment from what I understand. So they just do surrender to it. Um, But yeah, it was this moment of just gratitude for the way the wind touches trees. Little tiny things that we all do every day, right? Mm -hmm. Most of us get dressed, maybe less in these times, but (laughs) most of us get dressed. Most of us see a tree or two in the day and, but... How often do we sit and truly take in and receive all that there is to be received? I don't even know if we can receive all that there is. Yeah. I think we can get close.
1: Well, that's just kind of the thing. It's like you're really you're not supposed to take it all in. You're supposed to take in one thing.
0: It's like you get like, sips of it. You like get sips. Si- of exactly. Stars.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. It. And during this human experience, we're not supposed to know it all. Yeah, what you said about the trees kind of going with the flow, it's really interesting because what I was saying about how you're only ever doing one thing at a time. And so it kind of can, it can take the overwhelm because I notice a lot of people, they get pulled out of the present moment because they think they have all this stuff to do. And that, although like by the end of the day, you might have this to-do list you want to do, but if you, only, if you break it down to one thing at a time, you can accomplish any one thing at one time. So nothing ever actually piles up do you know what I mean? It's like if it's you're you taking it from the previous moments into this moment. That's right. Or the future moments of like, oh, I need to get it all done by then. And it's going to uh, until I get there, if, until I get it all done. Like, I'll be happy then at the end of the day when it's all done. When really it's like, well, the first thing I need to do right now to get in the car to take my kid to dance class is put my shoes on. Okay, I've done that now. Now I need to get my car keys. And so, if every moment you're just so present on, you're only ever doing one thing at a time. This is not to say that you shouldn't plan for the future. You can make plans for the future. Of course, we need. We're still in this dance of life. We have day timers and Google calendars and this. Like you know, we have we have to meet our meetings on time and this and like that's that's integrity. That's fine, but. If you let it stress you out you go like okay that meeting is booked for that time on that day great now come back to right here right now make it your practice another thing that I wanted to say is that not too long ago I won't go into details of what it was but I had quite an uncomfortable medical procedure and it's the type of procedure that is very uncomfortable and I, it's not one that you get put under for. So I was very present to what was going on. So there was no hiding it. And I brought my practice of right now into this moment. So the morning I woke up and knew that it was today, I just focused on the toast I was eating. It's not happening right now. What's happening right now? I'm eating toast. I okay. remember that
0: all day. You're like, it's not happening. It's not right happening right, right now, now. I'm drinking coffee. If
1: I want to spend the night, ne- I could spend all month worrying about it coming. But it's not happening right now. And I started to do this with the stage too. I would, I, I don't get nervous performing anymore because it's not happening right now. And the moment it is happening, the moment I step out onto the stage, I'm on the stage rocking out with my band. Like this is the best time of my life. But it's, it was only leading up to it. So back to the medical procedure, even laying there waiting for the doctor to arrive, it's not happening right now. We have three kids. We have our own businesses. We have a lot going on on our plate. How often do I get to sit midday, lay down in a quiet room playing soft music on the TV? There's like nature cinematography <laughs> happening on the TV. Te- and I'm just like in that moment, even though four minutes down the road that thing was going to happen. But in this moment right here, wow, this is, I'm by myself. It's peaceful. It's quiet. I don't have to get, I don't have to cut a cucumber into tiny pieces. I don't have to make tiny squares of sandwiches. I'm just, I'm just zoning out. It's not, it's not happening right now. And that is, alone, because I've made that a practice, not saying it's easy, it took a long time to really get here, but I was able to like curb my sort of panicky nervousness about the procedure right up until the moment it was happening. And then when it happens, it's only a few minutes and it's over. And then it's over. Now I'm on to the next, like it just, do you know what I mean? So even leading up to uncomfortable situations, you can use this as a tool to like not get overwhelmed and not get nervous. And then as soon as, you know, if I, if I spend all day nervous about a gig and then I get to the gig and I've got a day's worth of nervousness coming into the gig, I'm probably not going to be that great. But in the moment I wake up and I have toast and I'm just appreciating the toast I'm eating in the morning and the coffee that I have right there in that moment. And like you said, you're staring out at the tree. This is beautiful. Every moment of the day you do that because every moment of the day you're not In front of a thousand people but then the moment you get there you've practiced joy all day and then you step out onto the stage like this shining star this radiant like this heart that's full and open and just ready and just so present and when you're present that's when the music is the best that's when your ideas are the best your ideas don't come from you calculating a bunch of stuff and then figuring out the best way to make a difference in the world. You know how to make a difference in this moment, right here, right now. And if you practice making a difference in this moment, right here, right now, your talents will unfold naturally. And if it's meant to be, you will be present in that moment, right there, delivering your heart to the people who need to hear it. Rather than trying to spend all this time trying to figure out the logistics and getting panicked and freaked out and depressed and sad because of it. And then when the time comes to do it, that's the state you're in. So you're not making as much of an impact as you want to make. You're not moving the room. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the impact that the, that the practice of the awareness of the present moment has on the rest of your life when it becomes habit, when it becomes more often than not, my goodness, that's when you are soaring. You don't need to try to do anything. That's, that's like, in my opinion, you could try all the things in the world. But if you can master focusing right here, right now, and bring your full heart and appreciation and gratitude and love and light into Anything. It doesn't matter what it is. If you can bring it to this moment, right here, right now, that is truly when your life will take off in ways you never even dreamed of. Because every moment of the way, every single moment of the, the way to wherever you're on your way to, you're enjoying it. You're happy. Your, your presence alone is like, making an impact on the one person you're talking to or the, do you know what i mean it's just mm-hmm. if you could if you could pr- if you could practice or master anything to get your life into a more of a happier place make practicing your presence your now the right here right now bruce lee has a quote that i really wanted to mention and he said what is happening right now is more important than what should be happening, and it's so simple when at first glance. But that's so potent that because even if you're in a situation that uh, if you practice if you practice all this stuff and then you find yourself in a situation that's like, well, this is obviously going to make me sad or angry or this or that. Like, how could you possibly enjoy this present moment? But if you can, if you can find it. If you can find the silver thread through whatever is going on, maybe even your silver thread is to just stop arguing with what's happening. Just stop all of the, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. This is not what it's supposed to look like. This is not blah, 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 blah. If you could just understand that what is happening right now, it's happening whether you like it or not. Even if it's a situation you don't like, you're in it. It's happening. If it's happening to you, it's your reality. You're it's in, you. it's, it's happening. So what is happening right now and how you handle it is so much more important than what you think should be happening or shouldn't be happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask that because I can hear. So this all sounds great, right? It's like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It sounds so easy when you're saying it. So I want to <laughs> go to the person who is Struggling. Okay. The person who's maybe they just found out their spouse cheated on them or a loved one has passed away. Okay. Something like really getting present to somebody having a really awful time. Maybe they were just let go of their job and they're sitting there not feeling good at all. And they start thinking of, okay, I just got to feel good. Like, ah, oh, you know, especially I see this a lot with clients and myself. I went through a few years of this. When you first start learning about law of attraction, you're like, I don't want to feel this because I'm going to manifest more. But like, I'm really sad or I'm really mad or I'm really hurt or in fear mm-hmm. or okay. something like totally.
1: that. Totally. And you know what? Hats off to those people because those are the times that are the hardest. But there's there are lots of examples of... Um, people who have overcome some sort of struggle and turned it into something good. So it may be like, you know, someone gets in a car accident and let's say that they lose the ability to use both their arms. So this person then goes through all the, the emotions in the hospital and this and that and then comes out of it. And I don't know why I just randomly think, I don't think this is exactly what happened to him, but you think of the guy who has no arms. I think he came to our high school and he's a drummer and he drums with his feet. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you can see all sorts of examples of people that have turned their struggles, whatever it may be, their pain into something good. And so if you can, First of all, again, the quote I just said, what is happening right now is more important than what should be happening. The universe has a bigger idea of what's happening, and it's only, you know, what is it, the quote that's uh, pain is a human emotion, but suffering is a choice, right? I think one of the biggest things is don't try to wish something different. That is arguing with the present moment it's happening right now whether you like it or not okay so when things are stressed that's when they grow afterwards when things are when when things are low there has to be a high we live in a universe of opposites right left right up down in and out counterparts and so not to downplay the sadness you may feel but If you're in that moment and you could simply, I think the first step would be don't argue with it. Feel the feelings that you're going to feel. You may feel sadness. That's a a human emotion that we need to deal with. You know, somebody passes away and your heart's broken and you want to cry. Cry. Don't argue it. Cry it out. Let it out. Talk to people about it. Do this. That in itself is a step up, right? So you can't expect to just, be present in the moment now. Look at that ladybug. Oh, I'm going to forget all about this crazy, dramatic thing that's happening to me right now. You don't necessarily have to snap out of it, but you can choose that your, your next action to be a little bit better than the last. And even if that means I'm really sad and I wish this wasn't happening, but it is happening, I'm going to let myself cry. You're going to cry. You're going to exhaust it out. Just feel it. Just be with it. Don't don't push it away. And the sooner you be with it, the more it's going to kind of just play itself out and allow myself to feel the feelings that you're going to feel, because if you don't feel a really deep low, you may not be able to catapult over time into sort of this higher place of inspiring young people or even helping this one person through the same thing or same with my music. It's like, I actually feel like my, my downward spiral, because of music, was for me to find this practice. Right now, I'm really big into like kickboxing and weight training. And almost every single time I do this, I think to myself, if you're doing 15 reps and you're doing curls, the first 12 reps are like a warm up <laughs> to like 13, 14, 15. And those 13, 14, 15, when you can hardly do it and you're making the ugly face and you're just giving it everything you got those, that's like an example of an uncomfortable moment that you're choosing to move into. And you're trying to lift these weights. That is actually when your muscles will grow the most. If you were to do the 12 reps because they're easy and stop there, you're not really going to grow that quickly. You're not really going to accomplish what you're after. You have to feel the stress. You have to feel the uncomfortable moment as it presents itself in order to be the opposite on the other side of it. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Something that I will do um, is... If I'm feeling, say, it's really frustrated, really overwhelmed, or let's go to how we were talking before, really sad, grieving, shocked, mad, whatever, I will sit there and feel it. And I actually ask myself, where do I feel this? And often it's your heart or your gut and it'll ache, you know, that feeling like if you've had a broken heart, it's like your heart feels like it was shattered and it kind of feels achy and we're intuitive sensitive souls you know everybody listening you can do this close your eyes and ask yourself where do i feel this pain and breathe into that feel it and you're very much in this moment very much feeling what your cells are doing where your body is responding and you can send breath to it
1: the interesting thing about what you just said too is is you know if somebody breaks your heart uh you may you may um The moment you, you can feel your broken heart, but the moment you start getting angry at the other person, well, now you're like, I'm angry that he did this. Well, I just use the word did. Mm -hmm. That's in the past. Yeah. Right. So even though the sadness from the situation can linger through, if you can have enough awareness to the fact that I'm feeling this sadness, because I'm supposed to feel the elevated emotion for something greater coming. I may not even know what it is. So for now, I'm not even gonna to try to figure it out, and I'm not gonna go backwards and wish or get mad about something that should have been different because what's happening right now is important, and I may not even know why. But if I can at least know that, then the sadness that's still in your heart can be cried out because like I said, we're supposed to feel all these emotions. There's a it's, it's an interesting dance of life. And I think the person who experiences the most amount of setback in whatever it is, the most amount of negative emotions, but then overcome it, they're the ones that are really inspiring others. And I bet you could talk to anybody who has been You know, stuck in a jail cell. And it's like, how could you possibly find the power in that? And it's like, how many people have come out and become presidents or like, you know, CEOs of some huge impactful company that's cleaning the oceans or this or like, who knows? Because they managed to sit and learn the lessons from the dark bits of life. For one quick example here, but my granddad, not too long ago, a few, few years ago he passed away and when that started to happen a whole bunch of family came to the hospital room we got on a plane and we went to Penticton which is where he was and first of all there's an element of like you know death whether we like it or not is a part of life so again we're here in the hospital bed and we know that granddad isn't going to be around much longer but this present moment, right now, he's here. He's he's here right now, and I'm here in this room, and we're all standing around. We're all mus- a musical family, so we're singing songs and we're singing harmonies. And Granddad's feet are tapping on the, f- you know, the footboard of the of the hospital bed and stuff. And we spent about a week doing that, going and visiting his hospital room, and then going home, and then going to his hospital room, and then going and and then one morning we got the phone call, and it was like, sorry, like you know, you don't need to, you don't need to come in today. <laughs> He's no longer here. And in that moment, it's like incredibly sad. And of course my heart breaks and I'm, my human self wants to like hug my human granddad, but we know, you know, death is a part of life. And I, I don't want to argue with this moment. He went as an old man. It was fine. Like it's, you know, he, he didn't suffer for very long. He didn't die too early that kind of you know we get trapped up in this sort of thing and then even beyond that I can even even to this day I was very close to my granddad and even to this day he used to do this thing where when he would laugh really hard I we even have a picture of it a picture of me and him sitting next to each other and when he would laugh really hard with the person he's talking to he would put his hand on your forearm and I just remember the feeling of when, when we were laughing really hard. I remember the feeling of him putting his hand on my arm. And just it just was a touch. It was just like a, I'm connecting with you right now. And so there's times where I can actually close my eyes and think about granddad. And I feel the sadness coming up because I miss him. But at the same time, if I want to, like, re, just sort of pivot it and go, like, but I know he's still out there somewhere. He's he's still a spirit out there somewhere. And if I just come so present into the moment, and I don't even necessarily need to, like, think of a bunch of fun times we had together in the past, I can actually just kind of, like, think of granddad and, like, bring his smile into my mind now and remember what, like, what his house smelled like. And just kind of like actually consciously bring it to right now. And there's times where I swear I got my eyes closed, and I swear I can like feel. But now it's like it kind of turned to this sad, what could be a really sad time and get me all angry and up in arms and, ah, he should have lived another week or month or year or what I, and whatever. But instead, feel the sadness and know it's a part of life. Death is a part of life. And the fact that I can bring that, you know, I almost get a tear in my eye sometimes. It's how close he feels to me. And he feels close in the moment. It's not because I've just reminisced for two hours on all the things and I'm looking at all the photos. And that's fine if you want to do that stuff. But there's times where I could just bring him here now. What is that's happening right now? And the moment I open my eyes and go like my phone bill gone like it's all it's just instantly gone so there's uh, to me another really magical sense of right now I feel like I went off on a little tangent there but that to me that's like a really powerful uh a really powerful thing to come to realize
0: it feels like as you're saying that I'm just really present <laughs> present to how I would be as bold as to say anything is available to you in the present moment. If you were able to remove those brain thoughts of the past and the shoulds and the hows and Mm -hmm. all the stuff, Mm -hmm. everything is available to you. Like the feeling of abundance is available to you in this moment. The feeling of you being healthy is available in this moment. There is a thread that you can find in the present moment. And again, we don't need to ignore our stuff, but these are just ways that we can find source in what we're dealing with.
1: Yeah, but if those things overwhelm you, then it's going to be hard to sort of climb your way out of it. Mm -hmm. But if you find yourself in these moments and then you break down your day into tiny moments, then when you need to address whatever it is you're dealing with you will have just practiced a hundred things in a row i appreciate the way this water feels going down my throat i appreciate the way my toes feel when i wiggle them and it's warm in this room and my hoodie feels really calm. then that's not to say you're ignoring what you need to deal with but when the when the time comes that you have to go to the funeral or the I don't know whatever it is when the time comes that you have to face it because it is here now you're going to be so much more powerful even if you're still sad you're not thrown off by it you're not off the tracks and in the deep end of the ditch over like you know it's like you're not you haven't spent the last <laughs> desperate and anxious and mm-hmm. you know you're much more calm and collected and you can still feel sad and cry for this or Yeah, my spouse left me, but, you know, like you were saying, just find the find the little things while you can when they're there. And then when the moment comes, you have to face it. It's you're just in such a better space, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: So I'd like to ask you before we wrap up here. Mm -hmm. um, How has this practice changed your inner state?
1: It is maybe the biggest thing that has changed me completely, I would say 180. I was 10 years ago. I was on a different path. I did not know what the present moment was. I've heard the quotes, but if you just hear the quotes for face value, you know, Live
0: uh, in the now, man. Live
1: in the now. That's the moments that take your breath away and it's like that's true. <laughs> but <laughs> Right you know, if but but my phone bill and my this and my that and I have to be here at this time tomorrow and then next right, month I need you. to be there and eight days ago that guy cut me off. Oh man, this is like you just spent all your time floating around right now. So to answer your question, I would say it completely changed my life. How you said, it's like if you go from if you go from the bank to the grocery store and you go to the bank, there's a big lineup. It took me twenty minutes to get to the to get to the bank machine or whatever. Okay, now I gotta go to the grocery store and I got this big to-do list and then I gotta go there and you get to the grocery store, you get the things you need, and you go, Oh, there's a huge lineup at the grocery store. There was just a big lineup at the bank too. My goodness. Look at my list here. There's gonna be a big lineup at the, this store and that there's this huge lineup i'm mad i feel like i spend all my time just waiting and like you create this pile of shit <laughs> out of all of these past experiences whereas if you were to go to the bank and go like oh there's a lineup cool it's like a chance for me to like oh the person next to me is asking me this oh okay cool i'm gonna have a conversation yeah right on yeah, it's bring some light to the world, make make this person's day a little bit brighter, just like the person serving you. Oh, oh, good, I get to the bank machine now, I'm going to get Just like gives me gas. And then you go to the grocery store, and, you, so, and then you get to the line at the grocery store, and in the moment that you get to the lineup at the grocery store, you're no longer thinking about the lineup at the bank machine, because you're so focused here right now. And so that lineup at the grocery store doesn't get added to the pile of the lineup at the bank machine. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Of course, yeah. And so you're not adding this stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff and now you're just like this walking dark cloud of like people can feel that you're in a bad mood like you just walk it and it's like that's that person that's like you're still hanging on to the lineup you were waiting in two weeks ago because your life is full of lineups and you've got to all this uh, but really you're just standing with a grocery cart full of food it never gets to be a pile Mm -hmm. so even then like we said when you go to the unfortunate moments or the really bad moments or the tough moments you're not walking into these moments with this huge pile of stuff Mm -hmm. that you're pissed off about (laughs) it you're you know Mm -hmm. feeling cloudy about or whatever and so again there's another power of the present moment because it just takes us right back around to what we said at the beginning you're only ever doing one thing at a time Mm -hmm. so if you can enjoy that one thing this here is right now Mm -hmm. you know
0: Also, like, it brings me to the power of choice is, like, you choose to live in a city and you chose to go grocery shopping and Mm -hmm. it's okay. You know, if you have somewhere to be, then you might have to choose to leave your groceries if that line is that big. But that's also something you're choosing Mm -hmm. and you can choose to come back later. Like, Mm -hmm. no matter what is going on, we can you know, me and you, we always talk about this like powerfully choosing. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to powerfully choose to stand in this long lineup right now, or I'm going to powerfully choose to leave my groceries because I actually have to go and pick up my kids. And I didn't know there'd be that big of a line. And the bank was the bank lineup took longer than I thought. So I'm going to powerfully choose to not go grocery shopping right now and not be mad about it. Just leave it.
1: Yeah. And the moment you step away from the grocery cart, leave the grocery store, you're like, okay, I'm going to be on time to pick up my kids. Yeah. The other piece of this is that, uh, like I said, when you focus on right here, right now, that is one of the most potent ways for us as physical humans to touch the universe, Mm -hmm. to be with the universe, Mm -hmm. because it's in the present moment. It's never in the future and it's never in the past. So if you can be in the grocery store lineup, even if it's the 10th lineup you've been in today, and you can be in that lineup, And just find something to appreciate, to keep your vibration, your frequency high when you least expect it will be when your brilliant idea arrives. Or do you know what I mean? Like the the thing you've been waiting to figure out will come in those moments or your next inspiration or like me as a musician. I do not Come up with my best material when I'm trying to think my way through it, when I'm trying to push through all the awkward crap that I've had to, and I'm going to write this song and then this song is going to be, it's going to be this and I'm going to, that's a lot of pressure and that's stuff that hasn't even happened yet. But I'm standing in the grocery aisle, hanging onto my grocery cart. Maybe it's just one line will come into my head. I'll pull my phone out and jot it down or, and then leave it. Don't try to even hang on to it and try to keep going with it unless it feels inspired. I feel like I write my best music when it just comes to me. And when it comes to me, it's because I'm open in the present moment. I'm not trying to mathematically figure out how many words to fit in this spot and how the point I want to make and this and that. If I can get my frequency to a place of presence, right here, right now, I can be in the grocery store yeah. aisle. I can be on the doctor's table waiting for an uncomfortable situation. I can be... In traffic, or I can be playing on the floor with my kids, or I can be gardening, or I can, it doesn't matter where I am. If I become fully aware of what's in front of me, right here, right now, then lyrics just start landing in my brain. They just, and that is truly, I think, if, of above all else, if you can just acutely focus on the razor's edge of right now. That's the most impactful and important practice. I feel like if that's all you ever did, everything else would fall into place.
0: So um, what would you say then is the number one thing you think is important to think of when you're wanting to take this into your life?
1: I would say the most simplest and most tangible way to start is just try to notice one thing at a time. Try for as long as you can to focus on one thing at a time. If you can just simply bring your awareness to one thing at a time, I feel like that's, that's it, that you're on your way right there. You've now, in, in that moment, you've done it. That's it, you've done it. Now do it again that's it it's so simple it's like the simplest thing you could do if it's difficult maybe even in your meditation you can bring this practice to it and one really good way to do it is just count your breaths
0: yeah 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 awesome well thank you so much for Mm -hmm. coming on and for hanging out and i know that everybody's gonna get a lot out of this thanks for coming and hanging out in my office this was was really
1: nice yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm on this side of the door this time (laughs) yeah no (laughs) doubt yeah (laughs)
0: Love, I hope today's episode resonated deep with you. If you loved what you heard today, let me know on Facebook or Instagram at Talia Joy Manifestation. I love seeing the screenshots of you guys listening to the show, as well as your big takeaways. For real, come hang out. I am so excited to expand my tribe and connect with you always. So until the next episode, sending you so much love and light. You are rocking it, you're exactly what the world needs.